Hey, everybody. Welcome in another edition of The Wrap. Tom Mazaway and Clarence Black here at NRM Streamcast. We just got some good laughs on the break here. We're live from the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios. Our good buddy from Detroit News, Rod Beard, on the line with us as well. Why don't you tell everyone why you're laughing? Go ahead. No, so, hey, Rod, listen. So, you, you, you've, did you ever, so uh, HBO ran the Black Experience a few years ago. And I was telling Maz, you know, that you, Chris Rock was talking about the uh, the Cooney the Cooney Holmes fight, and a lot of people thought he was joking when he talked about the fact that you know, like Larry Holmes had beat the hell out of Jerry Cooney, and the point at which you know he got the the uh, the knockout or whatever. But the, the according to the scorecards that that somebody he caught, was losing. he was Larry Holmes <laughs> was losing the fight. And, and Chris Rock's father said that when you are black in America, you can't let it go to the decision. You got to knock them out. And I was telling Maz, like, that's also part of what this is about is about is is it is about the lack of opportunity. And look, you are you are in a profession to which you you see some of the what I call shenanigans. But mm-hmm. it is still, and we talk about radio. Maz and I are, are not in the club, we're which is why club. we are lucky enough to be here. And so you know what we're talking about. I'm tan, but I'm not black. But it is like, it, when we talk about the systematic and, and when we talk about racial injustice and, and, and racial inequality, to Lewis's point, it is about the fact that we need to get a place at the table or people will be comfortable giving us scraps. There's 12 seats, we'll give you one. How many reporters I got? Eh, 10, eh, throw in Rod Beard. Like it, 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 it almost is like people don't understand. We're talking about like we gotta, I gotta score a knockout in order to win this fight because it can't go to the decision. Yeah, and we were in a very odd position. I don't know that I had seen it around the, the league at all since I've been covering, certainly. But right. uh, the, of the Pistons beat people between Vince Ellis, who, who's now moved on, but Omari Sankofa has taken his place at the free press. Uh, myself and James Edwards with the uh, Athletic, we might have had one of the, the few all-black beats. I, I don't know if I've seen it before, and I did, haven't really asked. But to have three people from the same beat traveling, all being black, is is significant, I think, and just very, very rare. Do you think this is going to have a positive impact on on your industry as it pertains to the people that are making the, the hiring decisions and the people that are, are making the recruiting decisions and the talent management decisions in your business in our well, business I, I think I think it is what it is and if you if the Philadelphia Inquirer headline the other day about um, buildings matter to um, just sort of highlights the idea that you need people who understand and would catch that and say wait that might be a little bit insensitive or, or let, let's try to do that a different way or maybe it's for the shock value but they're getting some blowback from that too is that you want to have diversity in any situation you want to have people who are at least uh, socially conscious and understand things that may be offensive if you're in a corporate setting because when you have a, a kind of homogenous group, you don't have those opinions, you don't have those backgrounds, you don't have those experiences that you can um, that can breathe life into your company and different opinions into your company too. Rod Beer joins us from the Detroit News. We're on the wrap. Tom Mazaway and Clarence Black. Uh, NBA coming back. And I kind of like it. They announced their return. They're going to play in Orlando. I don't know how they're going to do this, but maybe you could shed some light on it. 22 teams invited, and I like the mix. 13 Western Conference teams, 9 on the East, 8 regular season games just to get loose, a possible play-in tournament for the 8th seed and playoffs. The bubble teams are the Pelicans, 
well, the Blazers, Spurs, Kings, Suns, and Wizards. The only team they care about is the Pelicans because you know yeah, who was oh, there. Yeah, that, it, I, I knew. They might as well just that put the dude, Pelicans in. Forget no the other guys. Way basketball was coming back without that boy. Without, without, without the Z man. Yeah, Zion Z, Williamson God, gets to play. Yeah. Rod, and, and well yeah, worth it. The Pistons are out, Rod. Think, you're off, you're off the hook, man. Uh, hey, I mean, I, I wasn't sure that even if they weren't off the hook and they were, that I would be going down to Orlando to be in the bubble to be dealing with it anyway. Um, because it's too many unanswered questions about what the process looks like. And trust me, if you put that many people in a bubble, somebody's going out to get some tacos or, or something in the middle of the night. That person comes back positive, and we're all in a in a, a, a bad way. So I, I just don't trust the bubble and what that's going to look like. But for the people who end up going down, more power to you. And you'll get tested every day in that bubble. Every day you get a, a test uh, to, to try to figure out whether you're positive. Yeah, no thanks. I, I'm not. Okay. Uh, so Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert gets a positive test. Then what happens? What happens? I, I, I don't. If it's Rudy Gobert and he gets it again, I, I don't yeah. even know what to tell you. Cause I just I, threw I, his name out there because Clarence was at that boys, last game. Boys, so are you? Hey, boys, can we just have a? Can we have a? Can we have a morally real, like reality about what? Let's talk about. Like, Rod's talking about going out and getting taco. That ain't what they going out to get at three in the morning. So let's talk about what else is who. who it's is a family going to be? bubble. Oh no no it's no a no. Family bubble. Oh no, some of these boys ain't got families. What are you going? What are you going to tell? Uh, yeah, they're, oh, going, uh-huh. they're going out to get is chicken wings and margaritas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is that our code? Right, wait, Mister Beard. Is that going to be our code? Is that going to be our code word now? <laughs> chicken I wings. I thought it was tacos, but no, I mean, okay. whatever. <laughs> All right, so what's this bubble in Orlando? Are they only playing at Amway Arena? Is that the only place they're playing? No, they're, they're going to be at the, the Wide World of Sports, which has a lot of different facilities around. So it, think of it like the Summer League where they play at UNLV, okay. and they have the uh, Cox Pavilion, and then they have the UNLV um, court that's right next to it. And so they just shuttle and play a bunch of games on those two different courts. So they might play four games a day, a 12, a 3, a 6, and a 9. So they're going to do something similar where they play multiple games on multiple courts. And you don't have to worry about fans being there, so the size right. of the facility doesn't matter quite as much either. So some of them might be at Amway, but the majority of them are going to be in the um, in the bubble in the Walt Disney World. And how about the championship rounds, like the last two rounds? Yeah, I think that'll be in the same thing. It's okay. just going to be in the same facility. So they have hotels there that are privately owned by the Disney Corporation. So everybody's going to stay there. And you better believe there's going to be some jacking for the better, higher-end hotels. And then you've got the the random uh, villas that people like me are living in. Um, <laughs> and you've, you're trying to stick an NBA player in there. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out. So yeah, there's gonna be a whole lot of whole lot of taco stands popping up around around Orlando, right? <laughs> it's like the Olymp it's the Olympic Village. Oh yeah, whole lot of whole lot of taco stands. Wow, autumn man, autumn applications for new businesses hey. popping up. Hey, there was there was no more sex than at the Olympic Village. The Olympic Village. Well, it might as well have been the the bunny ranch. I mean, oh, that, Zion! Hey, hey, was that Zion? Zion, where are you going? Oh man, I gotta get it. I gotta get a double I'm beef. Stretching. And, I gotta get a double beef and cheese taco, man. It's um, whew, it was a tough one last night against Portland. <laughs> but from, from, from what they're saying, there's going to be social distancing, and guys will be able to oh, go out sure. and play golf and, and outdoor restaurants. You can go and and grab a taco at. But outside <laughs> of that, you're going to try to stay in the bubble and not but I, just but, be but, out but, all over the place. But Matt, come on, like bro. 
Uh, you Okay, so are they going to have, or do you anticipate either the league or the maybe teams are going to say, listen, we gonna, we gonna, we are going to have, like chaperones, like basically like when you have, you know, you play travel sports, your kids play travel sports, the parents are out in the hallway to make sure the kids don't. Do you think we are going to just get to that level? I, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> the honor system on that is really sketchy, again, which is why I had my, my reservations about it. Um, just the honor system of, hey, yeah, we're just going and, and there are some people who genuinely stay in their hotel room and don't go out. Yeah, I mean, but I, and I it's genuinely, see, you genuinely, some of them cats like to go out for like a 12-pack of double beef tacos, too. So I, I mean, it's Orlando, it's not <laughs> Miami, and it's not uh, Vegas. And, and Summer League but it will be. Is, right. is, is, is its own um, environment, we'll say. But, um, yeah, I think that's part of the issue is, is, is are you using the honor system? Are you having... Uh, guards, and that, that was when that was suggested before the bubble idea, that was what the Players Association bristled at is armed guards and we got to stay here and all we get to do is go out and play basketball. Kind of sounds like prison to me. So I think <laughs> I mean... the, the, the public relations of, of what that looks like is going to be critical in this. And you, you're not going to have guards, but you're just going to rely on the honor system. I don't know how that works. Rod Beer joins us from the Detroit News. Tom Azaway, Clarence Black on The Wrap, NRM Streamcast. When the Super Bowl goes to a city for two weeks, a lot travel to that city. A lot of entertainment travel to that city. I'm talking adult entertainers. I'm talking uh, call girls. Call them what you want. They're going to be in this we city. Just, hey, 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 Orlando just, is not going to look the same anymore. We just said, the man just said, call it tacos. Oh, sorry, man. How you not okay. listening to okay. him? I'm sorry, man. Damn. I'm sorry. But where is everyone going to be staying in Orlando? Because Orlando is going to be overcrowded for, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll be able to walk down International Drive in Orlando and, and catch NBA players. I think there will be, within the Disney Resort, there will be a lot of security to make sure that it's not um, a pop-up taco stand that's that's just right there. And, and like we hear about so often where there are women in the hotels yeah. waiting for guys to check in, I don't think you're going to have that type of scenario. But I think there will be um, some fervor of, of trying to get within the bubble. I mean, not right. a physical bubble. For people who, who, who don't know the bubble concept, it's just uh, you try to have, reduce the interaction that you're going to have with people who are not in the venue who are there. So they can interact with each other again yeah. because they'll be tested every day uh, for COVID-19. But it, it, getting outside of that and interacting with the general public, I think, is going to be at a very, very minimum. Will the Disney parks be open to these players? The actually amusement no, I, parks. I, 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 no, I no. would say no because, especially given the schedule of what this is going to look like, if you're trying to cram eight regular season games and what the playoffs are going to look like, and you're trying to get it done before October, between uh, July 31st and, and October 12th is what they're looking at in terms of schedule. Then I think it's going to be very difficult for them to um, have time to go out and just be at. Um, Magic Kingdom or, or Epcot Center or something like that. I think it's going to be a very, very tough uh, and rigorous schedule in terms of practicing because, again, they're not going to be in playing shape. Uh, they haven't played games in the three months that we've been out. So what happens after that? How do you get back in that peak shape? And, and can you imagine any of the Lakers going out and, and being at Universal Studios? LeBron would have their neck if that happened. And Rod, I want to so that's that was going to be my question to you next was as you look at these teams and understanding the limitations, which of these teams is best suited for 
no fans, the the confined space. Like who who does this really? What teams do you look at? Like maybe your top four teams that you feel like are suited to this in the David Stern Invitational. Yeah, what this is going to be. Yeah, I, I don't think very many of them are suited because this this is going to be kind of a, a rapid fire. Let's get these last eight games in, and then whatever the playoffs look like. It, it's probably younger teams might have some kind of advantage and teams that have a lot of depth. And that's one of the discussions, too, is can they expand the rosters and get their two-way guys or maybe get a couple of other roster spots to get some more people? Because if you haven't been playing and you haven't been staying in NBA shape, then to get everybody back at the end of July and say, all right, let's, let's start this truck back up and, and start moving again, it's going to be tough on some teams. So I, I think maybe a team like the Clippers or the Bucks that have mostly younger type guys in their 20s, maybe early 30s, might be in a position where they can do it. But I think LeBron's will is – it doesn't matter what the situation is. LeBron's will is just going to be something that you can't discount in all of this. How can, can, can Vince Carter play with anybody during this tournament? <laughs> I want Vince Carter to play. And no. Yeah, that sounds like a no. Okay. That's going to be a no. I'm sorry to hear I think that. his career is done. 22 years and out. <laughs> Rod, for the uh, for for everybody else, what is the I mean, what is the sanitation plan? I mean, I'm a, have, has that come out at all? How they plan to whether it is because I mean, one of the other things that I, that that I'm concerned about is how. How far down into the the minutia is the NBA in terms of are they going to have people that are on site watching meals get prepared? Are they going to be you know only getting food from select vendors right down to like you know looking at, at who's providing the Gatorade, the water? I just I mean this is a this is a germ. It it does not take much for it to get into the bubble. I mean is the league how far down into this in the weeds are you hearing they're going to go on this? I think they're going to be very, very careful about that. That um, it, We've seen stuff where, where these uh, ready-to-open plans are, where you're sanitizing, you're wiping down, you've, uh, everybody's wearing masks. I think at least initially that's the, the face that they should put on it, is that we're cleaning everything, we're making sure that we're taking all the measures that we can to make sure that this doesn't get inside the bubble. So the hotels that are there and the resorts that are there are going to be extra cautious because you don't want to be the one that right. somebody gets sick and tests positive. So the facilities themselves, their protocols in place, I saw one for the Wizards, If you're when they reopen their practice facility and if you were a player going back in, you gotta wait in the parking lot, you gotta call somebody, they come out, they take your temperature. So I think those protocols will be in place for each one of these things because you don't wanna be, not just the, the hotel or the, the facility where this happens, you don't wanna be the team that has the first player that tests positive. So I think it, it's more of that, it's just preventing it and um, being as careful as you can to make sure that you're taking all the precautions that are necessary. Are they really still doing the temperature thing? They haven't upped it to the antibody? Isn't the antibody one, I guess, the most up to I, – I, mean, I don't even know which one is the most reliable anymore. I don't know no, if well, any think, of them are. I think for, for a period of, of time and what you're looking at in terms of do you have it right now, if you're taking that test daily – then you'll catch it a little bit earlier. And again, before everybody even gets down there, they'll get quarantined for 14 days um, and then tested regularly for that. So that two-week span seems to be the indicator of whether you have it. And then testing every day will be able to tell within a 24-hour period whether you've tested positive or not. So I think that's the best that they can do. But then it's just everything else. The education that we've gotten on COVID since it really started to spread is, I mean, the fever, the, the um, shortness of breath, the uh, loss of smell is one of the newer ones. So all of these kind of, of things that even now when the players aren't 
reporting back and they aren't playing just yet, it still is. Um, you're checking in with your team every day to make sure you don't have any of those symptoms. Is there any money involved here uh, as far as the players? Are they, going to get, are they going to be making any extra money? I know TV is going to get games at least to play, and the NBA won't have to pay that back. Yeah, and it's not extra money, but it is just recouping the money that they would have lost. And, and it's on a couple of ends here on the TV side um, where the regional sports networks, the, the contract that I'm hearing was like 72 games um, where you've got to meet that mark, and they won't be able to do it for the other eight teams that aren't there. Right. But for the 22, uh, they will get to the 72-game mark um, within that. And then the extra games that they play in the playoffs. So if you're ESPN or Disney, the, the big Disney corporation, you own ESPN, you own ABC, you're going to be able to carry all of these games. Sure. Um, and you're in a Disney facility. So ESPN is going to do really well in recouping some of the money that they would have lost if the season would have been canceled completely. I don't want to wreck your summer or speak for you, but this is something I think I'd like to cover. As a media member, I, th- I think I could. I think I can get down with this. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, because I don't I'm know good. about being in the bubble. Because once you're in the bubble, you're in the bubble. Yeah. You can't come out and, and say, "Hey, um, like I can't take my family down there and say I'm in the bubble. Y'all chill outside and and y'all can go to all the Disney parks and do whatever." Then I, I still won't be able to see you because if I if I hang out with y'all and you've been outside the bubble, then I got to stay outside the bubble. So it it's a kind of give and take with that too is yeah if you're a single dude and you want to go hang out in the bubble yeah it's fine but i mean how much stuff are you going to be able to do outside the bubble or inside the bubble it you right. can't go back and forth either you're inside or you're outside it's like my parents used to say when you go outside stay outside if you're going to come inside stay inside <laughs> i heard that rod are there any limitations so typically nba teams i mean they, they travel with a, a fair amount of people not to mention you know, executives on the road. What are you hearing about the limitations that they're going to put uh, with regard to support staff? Yeah, I think it's going to be about 35 is, is typical for what you would have for a traveling party. So you might have your um, 15 players, your trainers, your assistant coaches, um, head coach, uh, any executives that want to go. But they're going to try to pare that number down as much as they can to make that a manageable number. If you can get it to 30, then 30 is fine. But just in the support staff, your equipment people, you're going to very easily get to uh, 30 right beyond that. So it's just looking at what those numbers are and, and people that you might be able to do without. Is Disney, Disney supplying all the food and drink? Because yeah. this, it's not like you know, you're know you just getting uh, French fries uh, from the tacos, you know, or tacos per se. That's, these, these, these guys could eat. Yeah, and, and that's one of the perks of it is that these are some of them are luxury resorts. You charge them. Hey, this is this is what this thing costs. This this these villas in this executive um, area cost X number of dollars, and we're going to charge you the NBA because you, we know you've got it. We're going to charge you a little bit more. So deal yeah. with that. And these meals, you know how when you go out on vacation and yeah. um, the service charge, the hospitality charge, the room service charge, all of those things start to add up. So I think there's money to be made for Disney from that, too. But, Rod, everything, I mean, just, again, just so I'm clear, because I'm trying to wrap my head around this, man, is everything is going to only take place in the, so practice times, train, like, is everybody going to use the same, you know, the uh, uh, whirlpool and, and, and training table? I mean, it's, you know, I guess, and, 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 and I don't know and, if they're going to. But I, I think you're going to have separate facilities for each one of these teams that's able to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um I read somewhere, too, where you, you wouldn't be able to shower in um, the facility that's there or in the arena or in the place where you are. You might have to go back to your hotel room to shower. 
so uh, there will be some accommodations made. It won't be business as usual the way that they've done it. But there will be anything that's shared like that is just going to get wiped down and sprayed down like crazy right. um, with people in hazmat suits to make sure, again, because that's the worst thing that can come out of this is that you start getting positive tests and people are dying from it. And all the officials or the – I mean, is NBA basically bringing the, all the crews in and they're going to stay also? Yeah, it's it's all of that and keeping that within a bubble. So, again, you're talking 30. If if a traveling party for a team is 30, you're going to do it for 22 teams. That's 660 people. Wow. Um, Then you're talking about officials and league officials and scoring crews and everybody else. So you're you're talking about over 1,000 people that are going to be in this bubble. Can you maintain the sanctity of that bubble? I got questions about that. How do you do that? Really difficult. Yeah, and I was going to ask, like, some of these officials, they have off-season jobs. Some of the, a lot of the. Well, they're going to have to, if they go, they're going to have to just go for it. Well, yeah, but a lot of the crews are part-time, too. Like, some of the, I know some of the the home here at at LCA, some of these, everybody is not a full-time. Everybody in first game day is not Is Joe Abramson going to be able to go? No, God, no, Joe ain't going nowhere. (laughs) Hell no. No. No, it's it's not going to be for individual teams. I think they may just have. Um, two, two, a, a, a crew for each venue, let's say it that way, okay. or, or two crews for each venue for scoring. Um, the officials you can rotate around because that would be the same that you would normally have. So I think they're just going to make accommodations. That, the thing that you're saving in all of this is the travel, is that you don't have one team going from one city to the next city. So you can play back-to-backs and you can have a 12 p.m. game on Monday and then have a 9 p.m. game on Tuesday, and it's not your traditional back-to-back. There's a few more hours that are factored in there as well. What's the schedule, uh, you think? What's start and what's finish? In terms of dates or in terms yeah. of times? And dates. Uh, J- July 31st is, is the first day that they're shooting for to reopen and then uh, play eight regular season games from all of that. And then the, the last day of the NBA Finals would be uh, October 12th, and then the draft would be on October 15th is what they're looking at for now. Why do they got to wait an entire right almost two months? I mean, why can't they just start July 1st? Well, I think it's just getting guys back to their cities, being able to quarantine in those cities. Because, again, if you're coming from uh, – let's say you're coming from uh, North Dakota or, or somewhere that doesn't have a, a lot of instances of um, – COVID and you're coming back to Michigan, well, you're going to want to isolate for two weeks before you come around other people. Or let's say you're going from Michigan to someplace that doesn't have a lot, like uh, San Antonio, maybe, let's say. Just about everybody, if you're going back to a new city, you're going to need to quarantine for two weeks, and then you're going to need to quarantine for another two weeks when you go down to Orlando. So I think some of that is built into it. And you you got to decontaminate your equipment. Just in that trip, I mean, the logistics of it alone, man, I think, and that's why I was asking Rod about, like, the equipment. And, I mean, if you think about the amount of stuff, especially if you have, I would assume at this point in his career, LeBron has very LeBron-specific equipment, whether it's at home or at, at their facility, that he depends on. And, you know, he's probably going to want that. They got to figure out. I mean, so there's a lot of the logistics of this. I just, it just seems like it could be a nightmare. And they may they yeah, will I mean, need that it's, time. It's, it's stuff like that that I mean, and you can have a company to come in and spray down your entire office. So I imagine they do something similar if you have equipment that needs to get shipped down. But a lot of this stuff um, has to go on the plane, and then if you're going through an airport and you get to Orlando, then you got to spray all that stuff all down all over again when you yep. get to the new place. So it's mm-hmm. yeah. it's a lot of logistics, like you're saying. But I think if if they can get to 
Orlando in early July. That'll give them time for those two weeks, and then you get two weeks of practice before right. that, and maybe some exhibition games in there, or some scrimmages, or something similar before you're getting back to play. And that's part of the the the, the beauty in this is that you get eight games of regular season so that those number eight seeds or number nine seeds can try to catch up and make, make up some ground, improve their seeding um, before you start the regular. And I, I was in favor of the 16 team. If they were going to do it, let's just take the 16 playoff teams today, call it a wrap, and get those. 22 is a nice compromise in that. Um, but you don't. if you brought all 30 teams back, then you almost double the size of, of the risk yeah. that you're going to have because yeah. you have that many more. 30 times those additional eight teams is 240 more people who would be no need into the bubble. No need. So can two Western yeah. teams, two Eastern teams, that could be the final, right? No, no, no. It's still going to be um, regular playoff structure. So it's still going to be uh, East versus West. So, I mean, if you go by the seeding, it could be the Lakers or Clippers against the Bucks or Celtics or whoever. I see, because it was 13 West and only 9 East, so I figured maybe they were just mixing no, them up. No, that's just for the uh No, no, no. The, the, the extra teams are the ones who are within six games okay. of the number eight seed. So All right. the, the, the Wizards were the only team in the East that was within six games, so that's why they're the ninth team. Got and it. And then there are five teams in the West that did that. Cool. Hey, Rod, thanks, man. We I, I think I'm ready for it. Appreciate you coming on, man. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to watch and to see how the uh, how successful taco stands are going to be when they uh, they're going to be booming. Uh, it's going to be yeah, booming. I, I think business will be booming in the taco. It world. will. It will. <laughs> All right, Rod. Be good, man. Enjoy the rest right. of the week. That's Rod Beard from the Detroit News. The NBA coming back, folks. Thanks to David and Angel behind the scenes. Stevie Mack at home. We got to invest in tacos, man. Shit, man. That's always been the best best investment ever. You know that. Hey, King and Foster are coming up next. They got lots to talk about. Make sure you keep it right here. This is The Wrap. Tom Mazzaway, Clarence Black. Everyone stay healthy.